as we venture into the murky waters of everything you've been told never to bring up at holiday dinner. You'll need a guide, someone you can trust, a battle-tested, common-sense leader who knows that an extra pair of dry socks just might save your life. That wise old sage has arrived, and he is shouting the Schmidt Show battle cry. Schmidt heads unite! Good morning. Good afternoon. Depending on where you are at in the country or in the world, listening to the Schmidt Show podcast, time appropriate greetings, whatever that may be for you. We are glad you're here, and we're going to talk a little bit today uh, about conspiracy theories. Of course, there's been a lot of discussion uh, surrounding Jeffrey Epstein and his suicide and all those sorts of things, and there's been a lot of... of um, uh, memes and and comedy and things that have been going around the internet based on this really honestly kind of a tragic situation not tragic that that the world is free of one more pedophile um i don't think anybody um with a good sense of morality is going to be too heartbroken over the loss of Jeffrey Epstein in the world i, I mean that that is that is really um, not probably on the top of anybody's radar. However, the the it is truly a tragic situation because whether whether we like it or not, whether we want to um, acknowledge the humanity of Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein, he was a human being, and he lost his life. Whether it was through suicide or whether he was murdered or or whatever other conspiracy theory you want to believe. Um, there's a guy with family and friends and and relatives and things that are it's no longer here and that for some is tragic what's tragic for me what's tragic for for in this situation as as i see it is not that we lost jeffrey epstein cuz like i said i think anyone with a, with a solid sense of morality is not going to be too terribly heartbroken over Jeffrey Epstein's death. But what's tragic for me about this, and I talked about this on my terrestrial radio show the other day as well, is that there was a guy with massive amounts of knowledge and information on a lot of really bad people. And all of that knowledge, I shouldn't say all of it because they do have a a fairly significant pile of evidence that they've collected at his home, but the... There's all of that knowledge, or a lot of that knowledge, I should say, is now lost. And some of the convictions and things that they may have been able to get before may be much more difficult to get now. And so the tragedy in this is that a bad guy with a lot of bad information on a lot of bad people may go a unpunished and those bad people may go unpunished because that bad information may not get out. And and for me, that's a problem. That's that is the that's the really the worst part about this whole situation. Not that, like, I say, not that I care less about Jeffrey Epstein. I think he's a pile of garbage. But the the reality is his info, the 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 stuff, the dirt that he had on a lot of people now may go unacknowledged and those bad people may go unpunished now 
it doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you're on to to recognize or acknowledge that this is a problem. The other thing that's interesting about this, and I, I think it was actually Steven Crowder that pointed this out, everybody on the right and the left politically, whether it's it's you know political figures, senators, congressmen, uh, you know President Trump or or whoever, pretty much everybody wanted to see Jeffrey Epstein brought to justice. There, it has been a pretty universal view that that if you, as I said, a person of conscience, you've wanted to see Jeffrey Epstein brought to justice. You wanted to see his crimes be revealed, and you wanted to see the people along with him um, brought out and, and brought into the sunlight and punished appropriately. And that is going to be much more difficult now. That whole situation is going to be a lot harder to prove now that he is no longer here. Now you can believe that they bought a body double, and you know he wasn't actually dead, or he faked his death, or whatever. I mean, again, whatever conspiracy theory you want to believe, it doesn't really matter. the The reality is many of the crimes that go or or that were committed in his presence and that he helped commit and all of those sorts of things and the crimes that he committed may go unpunished. And here's here's the the kind of the the maybe the the side discussion on this whole conspiracy theory. Whether whether Epstein committed suicide or whether he was murdered, somebody got to him or whatever and he was he was murdered, I, I'm not sure that it matters, but at the same time, I won't be surprised either way. And I brought this again. I brought this up on my trustor show the other day. I won't be surprised no matter what happens. If it comes out, they find video. If they if they get the cameras to work or there's another angle from a different cell camera or something like that that they find and they show this guy unquestionably, you know, tying the bed sheets around his neck and, and tying them from the doorknob or, or whatever... Like, it, it, if they find absolutely empirical evidence that is undeniable that he committed suicide, won't be surprised. You have a man who was uh, a billionaire living in the lap of luxury, whether he got his billions in shady ways or whether he was a genuine financial advisor or whatever because there's all kinds of conspiracy theories about that too there's conspiracy theories about the the possibility of his um of his his billions simply be co- coming from blackmail by blackmailing the rich and famous that he provided uh you know underage girls for or whatever it honestly doesn't really matter the guy's a billionaire the, he he has been used to for several years and it, decades, to be honest, living in the lap of luxury, wearing Rolexes, riding in limos, private jets, private islands, the whole thing. The guy is um, the epitome of living in the lap of luxury. Now he is facing, in in very real terms, the the end of his liberty, the complete and and total um, denial of any previous freedoms. 
that he had once enjoyed. No more limos, no more private jets, no more, you know, Rolexes and and ten thousand dollar suits and all of that's gone. No more mansions. All of that's gone. He's facing essentially the end of life as he knows it. So why not? The guy's in his what fifties, early sixties. I don't know how old he was. He's he's why not off himself? There's a there's a no chance. Essentially, he knows he's guilty. There's no chance of 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 any sort of redemption, even if he is found, you know, to be not guilty according to the law, and he somehow snakes his way out of it. He's always going to be known as the the pedophile with the private island and the Lolita Express. This guy's life, as he knows it, is over. So why not? Why wouldn't he commit suicide? I mean, it 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 it's it would not be surprising that someone in his position, who's used to his lifestyle, would would be facing or looking down the barrel of of the rest of his life in in custody in chains, essentially. And it would make perfect sense that he would off himself that he would commit suicide the other interesting part of it on the other side is if he was murdered if there was some conspiracy by the jail uh people there was some conspiracy by even i mean even if it goes all the way up to to donald trump and bill clinton and you know they're sitting in a back room somewhere figuring out how do we prevent this guy from from this information getting out when you are the the pimp essentially to the most rich and famous and well-connected people on the entire planet it is not surprising that someone would be able to get to it i mean if if i'm the guard at this prison who's supposed to be doing the checks every half an hour or that's supposed to be making sure the doors are locked and nobody's getting in. You know, if if somebody comes to me and says, "Hey, you just make sure that camera's turned off. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be involved. You just make sure that that camera's turned off. You make sure that that check isn't made in in the first half an hour after the cellmate is transferred or whatever. And you just have to weather the storm for two or three years." And after that, you retire to Costa Rica with ten million dollars and a and a private yacht. I'm not sure that's a deal I'm turning down, right? I mean, I'd love to say that I'm more moral than that, and I'm more, um, you know, more ethical and all those sorts of things, right? But but anybody, it doesn't matter how how grand you think you are. When you're looking at a check with your name on it, with millions of dollars and, and lots of zeros after it, that could be very hard to turn down. If you're a, if you're a, a prison warden who's jaded, who's seen enough of these billionaire jerks get off scot-free, enough of these millionaire rich guy uh, criminals 
live a life of luxury even while they're in jail or get away with one more crime. And somebody comes to you and says, hey, we're going to make sure we put an end to this guy once and for all. A couple of years, you retire. Here's a few million dollars. You disappear off to some tropical island somewhere and never to be heard from again. And you're looking at your state pension of a couple thousand dollars a month for the rest of your life. Is that something you walk away from? You get the final justice? You get to put one more dirt bag in his grave? Or just ensure that one more dirt bag ends up in his in his grave? And you get a good fat payday out of it? Why wouldn't you? Shut the camera off. Make sure the guard's not there. Transfer a cellmate out. Make sure there's no witnesses. And somebody shows up, puts an end to Mr. Jeffrey Epstein, and quietly walks away. I mean, when when you've got a guy like Jeffrey Epstein, who is as well-connected as he was, and has probably some pretty significant enemies with some pretty significant resources, I wouldn't be surprised that Jeffrey Epstein got whacked. I mean, I don't think you can look with with a, a serious analysis and, and believe either story is too far-fetched because it's quite possible that he committed suicide and it's quite possible that he got murdered that the guards maybe maybe Jeffrey Epstein got the uh, the note hey either you do it yourself or we'll make sure it gets done and because what you know about us because what you know about what we're capable of you better make sure you do it go out on your own terms and not on our, not go out on our terms. I mean, it's really not too far out of the realm of possibility that either story could be true. Now, I want to address the Clintons and the Clinton body count. I have never been a fan of Bill Clinton or his wife, Hillary. I've been pretty vocal about that for most of my career in broadcasting and most of my life as a, as a citizen. I have not been um, a big fan of of the Clinton family, whether it's Hillary or Chelsea or Bill himself. And you can't look at their lives and the, the number of suspicious deaths that have surrounded them and begin to wonder. Now, there's there's I want to be clear here cuz I'm not I'm not going to just go picking on the Clintons and 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 pick the uh the low hanging fruit on this topic but there is a legitimate discussion to be had as it relates to the Clintons and the number of suspicious deaths so I'm going to go through some of these I want to talk a few a little bit about some of them and the suspicious um circumstances surrounding their deaths and and some of these people that have have died um, in and around the Clintons. But then uh, I want to kind of clarify that 
it may not be as conspiratorial as one would believe. Um, you would think the Clintons and their exploits goes back to the 90s and the White House, right? Well, the reality is it goes back quite a bit farther. The first kind of suspicious death surrounding the Clintons was a woman named Suzanne Coleman. Um, she had an affair with Clinton or was alleged to have an affair with Clinton when he was the Attorney General of Arkansas. She died of suicide with a gunshot wound to the back of her head. This is where a lot of these memes have come from. A lot of people don't even know this story, but a lot of the memes that we've seen floating around on the on the internet about the suicide with two gunshot wounds to the back of the head kind of thing. Um, she died of suicide or, or was, was believed to have died of suicide, but the suspiciousness was that the gunshot wound was in the back of her head uh, and that there was no autopsy allowed. She was seven months pregnant at the time of her death, and she had told her friends that it was Bill Clinton's baby. So she died in February 1977 and was kind of one of the first um, quote-unquote suspicious deaths surrounding the Clinton. Uh, are surrounding the Clintons. Then it kind of died down. There wasn't a whole lot going on until the 80s. Um, and there was a penthouse model named Judy Gibbs. Um, and her and her sister, Sharon, actually appeared in a December 1979 issue of Penthouse. Uh, they later worked at a bordello in Fordyce, which is near Mena, Arkansas. And they also ran a blackmail operation with photos taken of the customers with their girls. Uh, according to the Gibbs family, Bill, G Bill Clinton was a regular customer of Judy's, and there were photos of him having sex with her that threatened his presidential campaign. So while co cooperating with law enforcement in a drug investigation, Judy ends up dead with her house burned down. No cause for the fire, Judy had called the fire in herself to the fire department and her body was actually found on the floor in, in front of a ground floor window and near a door that would have easily allowed her to escape. Um, one of Bill Clinton's bodyguards, a guy named Barry Spivey, actually testified how he had been with the governor when the governor's plane had flown over Judy's house and Clinton had shown Judy's penthouse photos to him on the plane and had pointed out the house. So, again, another suspicious death surrounding the Clintons. Um, and again, it goes quiet for a couple of years. Then in 1988, there was a... This is... And I'm not really sure how... Um, I'm sorry, 1987. I'm not really sure how all of this... Um, really ties in specifically with the Clintons, except that it happened in Arkansas while Clinton was the governor and some of Clinton's buddies in the various offices, uh, whether it was a medical examiner and things like that, um, just it, everything kind of got weird and covered up. There was two teenagers, Kevin Ives, uh, who was 17, and Don Henry, who was 16. The initial cause of death um, was supposedly that they had passed out on the railroad tracks 
after smoking 20 joints, marijuana. Um, the ruling was actually reported by the state medical examiner. It was a guy named Fami Malak, and he had supported uh, or, or was supported by the sheriff, uh, Jim Steed, who has done a quote-unquote thorough investigation of the crime scene, um, <laughs> which actually wasn't that thorough because actually one of the boy's feet uh, was left sitting out along the railroad tracks for nearly two days. Um, in 88, about a year later, um, Kevin Ives, one the older teenager, his body was exhumed and another autopsy was performed, um, this time by an Atlanta medical examiner, um, a guy by the name of Joseph Burton, who discovered that Kevin had actually died from a crushed skull prior to being placed on the tracks. Don Henry, the younger teenager, the 16-year-old, his body was exhumed and discovered to have had stab wounds prior to being placed on the railroad tracks. Um, Governor Bill Clinton, at the time, excused Fami Malik's errors, saying that Malik was tired and stressed out. Reports indicated that Ives and Henry might have stumbled on part of the, the MENA drug operation um, that was going on at the time. Um, there was a guy named Gene Duffy, or it could have been a, a, a girl named Gene Duffy, I guess, um, who headed up Arkansas's drug task force in 1990. She was never allowed to actually do an investigation in this. And so there was just some some strange things. You know, obviously Clinton is not su- suggested or um, suspected of having killed these two teenagers, but... Again, it speaks to more of the kind of the weirdness and and strangeness surrounding so many of these suspicious deaths uh, around the Clintons. Now, there's actually a whole lot more. Um, Keith Coney, a 19-year-old, was supposedly one of the witnesses um, to uh, Henry and Ives' deaths. Another one, Keith McCaskill, was supposedly a witness. They both died suspiciously in 1988. There were other people, um, Gregory Collins, who was another witness, suicide by gunshot. Um, Richard Winters um, was another um, suspect in in the deaths of these two teenagers. Um, died by murder uh, with a shotgun to the face. Um, there was a guy named James Dewey Millam, um, who was also suspected to be involved in some of this... Um, Stuff surrounding the two teenagers' deaths, um, and he was uh, he was murdered. They actually cut his head off. Uh, there was a guy named Jeff Rhodes. He was a witness to the the uh, the two teenagers being murdered as well. He was shot in the head. Um, died in 1989. Um, Jordan Kettleson, another witness, um, died in 1990. Was murdered by gunshot. Um, then there was, um, Danny Casalaro. Um, he was actually working on a project called the octopus and it started an investigation over the justice department's theft of some software that was involved in some of the, uh, the, uh, Nicaraguan Contra and the Iran Contra scandal. He was actually involved with that. Um, he was, he was 
so here's this. This is an interesting thing, right? We always think of the Iran Contra scandal as a purely Ronald Reagan thing, right? That was a situation that happened during the Reagan uh, presidency. It happened with you know Ollie North and and that whole thing. And we all remember, you know, those of us of that age remember the the uh, the hearings and things. Um, but as all of this was happening, the CIA was doing the drug running and the gun running operation with the to supply the the Contras with weapons and things like that. Um, the U.S. end of the smuggling pipeline was located in Mena, Arkansas, under the protection of then Governor Bill Clinton. The arming of the Contra was actually funded by uh, smuggling these vast quantities of cocaine into the U.S., laundered through various banks, land flips, and, and a state agency called the Arkansas Development Finance Authority, which was specifically created by Bill Clinton. Um, so Casolaro, this guy apparently had stumbled over some of this stuff and ended up committing suicide by slitting his own wrists. Um, there was, uh, Gary Johnson. He was a witness in the, uh, Jennifer Flowers case, um, was beaten to death in 1992, um, I'm scrolling down through my list here. Uh, let me get back here. Um, there was a whole bunch of other murders and suicides and things that took place as well. Sorry, my computer's a little slow. It's trying to scroll down fast enough to get to this. It's a huge file. I apologize. So, in... 1990, was this 92? Yeah, 92. Jim Wilhite, vice chairman of, of Arkla Incorporated, died in a one-person uh, one skiing accident, had extensive ties with Clinton and Mac McClarty. Um, Paula Grover, excuse me, Paula Grover, Clinton's speech interpreter for the death, or for the deaf, um, died in a one-car accident with no known witnesses. Um, it is believed that she may have had some sort of extramarital affair um, with Mr. Clinton. Paul Tully was found dead in a uh, Little Rock hotel, um, described as Clinton as a tear, dear friend and trusted advisor. Um, he authored several key strategies for Clinton and the Democratic Party. Um, he supposedly had dirt on the Clintons, um, see Victor Riser and Montgomery Riser. Um, they were, Victor was the, um, finance co-chairman, um, for Clinton for president. They both died in a plane crash. Um, the, the belief was that they had, they were being investigated by the FBI because they had some information on shady financial things. Um, there were several, um, men that were killed in various military accidents um, in the 90s. People that that had various associations with Clinton all dying within a few uh, months of each other. Um, there were some ATF agents um, at the Branch Davidian raid in Waco, Texas that died. And these are interesting. Um, Steve Willis uh, was an ATF agent 
um, during the Waco massacre. He actually had served as a bodyguard to Clinton. Um, and there were some some strange questions raised as to the nature of their wounds. All four of the men that were killed in Waco were examined by a private doctor, and they all died from nearly identical wounds to the left temple, quote, so-called execution style. So that whole situation is a little shady uh, as well. Um, five military escorts um, and bodyguards um, died in a plane crash uh, in 1993. Um there were some other military folks who died um, just shortly after um, Clinton's flight to the aircraft carrier, the USS Roosevelt. Um, Bill Shelton and Kathy Ferguson um, were both killed. Kathy Ferguson um, died suicide by gunshot, um, but the bullet hole was behind her left ear. Um even though she was right-handed and found with the gun in her right hand. Um, Arkansas State Trooper Bill Shelton was her um, fiancé. Um, he, su- he killed himself as well. Um, the list goes on and on. I, I mean, I, I th- and we're only up into the 90s, we're, and we haven't even gotten to Vince Foster... Um, and and some of the others. So anyway, I, I bring all of this up. I don't want to keep going through all of these. Gary Webb uh, died. There were some strange um, circumstances surrounding his suicide as well. Um, so I bring all of this up to, to say conspiracy theories abound, whether it's Jeffrey Epstein, whether it's the Clintons, whether it's... Because I, I guarantee you, if you, if you took a, a look at the associations and the connections to the Bush family. You would find a lot of people that seemed to die around them. If you took a look at the Kennedy family, you would probably find a lot of people that seemed to suspiciously die around them. If you took a look at Obama and his connections, you would probably find similar things. Anytime there are famous people that have a lot of connections to a lot of people, uh, it, it is very likely that the death count around them and surrounding them will be higher. Like, I don't know and I don't have as many connections with as many people as someone like President Trump or former President Clinton or Obama or Bush or, or anybody else. So it is less likely that people around me simply by the mathematics of um, probability, there will be less people around me that die in any circumstances, much less shady or questionable circumstances. So uh, I want to point this out, that I'm not necessarily bashing the Clintons. I'm just saying that there are conspiracy theories that abound, and if you take a look at any of these conspiracy theories, you can probably point out fairly clearly that, yeah, well, that guy that died was this, and there was that such and such a situation, and this, whatever, and it can be explained quite easily with legitimate reasoning and logic. And so 
I, I come back to my original point on this and my original discussion with Jeffrey Epstein. There, here is a guy who is surrounded by and has been surrounded by for decades some of the most notorious and or just unknown shadiest people in the world. He has all sorts of evidence on on both the rich and famous and both the and the rich and totally unknown. There are actually I, I've read articles and read discussions before that we all talk about, you know, Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and Carlos Slim and some of these very, very famous billionaires. I've read articles to suggest that there are actually other people out there that have much more money and much more influence than any of those people do. Um, But they just don't make a big deal of it. They aren't known for it. They aren't famous because of it. Um, And so this, this idea that it's only rich and famous people, there's probably much shadier, much more evil people doing much more significant things behind the scenes in a situation like we see with Jeffrey Epstein. So whether you believe that he was murdered or whether you believe that he was, uh, he, he legitimately committed suicide, I'm not sure that it matters. And the same with the Clintons or uh, the, the, all of the various suspicious deaths surrounding the Clintons. Whether you believe that they were actually murdered or whether you believe that they, those deaths can be explained with, with legitimate stories and legitimate circumstances, it doesn't really matter. Jeffrey Epstein was a very, very, very bad person who did very, very, very bad things. And the fact that he's gone, whether you think he was a, it was a body double and he's actually still alive somewhere, or whether you think he was, is, was murdered, or whether you think it was a genuine suicide, the fact is so much of the knowledge that he had, so much of the information that he had on the other very bad people who did very bad things may never see the light of day. And that is tragic. It's just simply tragic. And the same with the Clintons. Whether you believe all these people died uh, in suspicious circumstances or whether you believe that they were... um, you know, can be explained away. The reality is the Clintons have been surrounded by controversy and and strange circumstance, to say the least, for their entire public life. And and whether you voted for Hillary or whether you voted for Trump I think it's safe to say that the Clintons have done some pretty bad things over the years. And and I think part of the reason that Hillary Clinton didn't win the election in 2016, not only was she just genuinely unlikable, because I think that race would have been a lot different. If it was Bill Clinton running against Donald Trump, I'm not sure Donald Trump could have won. Because agree with Clinton's policies or not, he was, he was likable. He was, he was someone that you felt like you could relate to. 
You could you felt like you could sit down and have a, a beer with that guy or a cup of coffee with that guy. Hillary was just unlikable. People just didn't feel like they connected with her. And I think that leads to a lot of the the reason that she lost. And in the end, Bill Clinton, or I'm sorry, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump probably isn't the the best guy in the world either. And I was a a a virulent anti-Trump Republican when he was elected or when he was running for office. I was a Ted Cruz supporter. I, I couldn't stand Donald Trump. I, I thought his um I thought he was a wolf in sheep's clothing, as they say. Um, his his immorality and his history as a womanizer and 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 just a a shady business person in general uh, has was less than desirable for me. And I didn't even vote for Donald Trump. But here we are today, coming up towards the the twenty twenty election. And I find myself defending more and more often a guy that just two years ago I couldn't stand and was concerned that he would, you know, bring this grand experiment of the United States of America to its knees. And I'm finding more and more that as he implements more and more policies, that he might be exactly what we need. Uh, It's strange. It's a very strange place for me to be. One of the one of the things that was recently uh, reported is that he's implemented rules, or is by executive order implementing rules that makes it harder for poor and uneducated people to immigrate to the United States. That's not something new. That is a policy that was held by this nation under both Democrat and Republican rule for decades and decades and decades. If you couldn't support yourself or you didn't have a skill or a a a trade that you could offer you weren't allowed in you had to have a sponsor that would would vouch for your um care that they would promise to be your caretaker if you could not afford to take care of yourself you had to have if you weren't some sort of tradesman or a doctor or a lawyer or uh, something that was needed, something that was useful to make America uh, a better, more efficient place to live, you weren't allowed in. You didn't get the visa. You didn't get the the right to come into our country. You were turned away. So this idea that Trump is doing some unprecedented thing and destroying the fabric of our nation by by completely destroying our immigration policies, what he's basically doing is simply returning to the policies that were were touted for ages by 
members of both parties on both sides of the aisle. And now suddenly, as the media um, screeches and wails and cries and screams that he's a racist, well, then Kennedy was a racist, Johnson was a racist, Ford was a racist, Carter was a racist, Reagan was a racist, Bush was a racist, Clinton was a racist, the first Bush was a racist. These are these are essentially policies that have been upheld by every Congress, whether Democrat or Republican controlled, and every president since we've started allowing immigrants into the country. This is a it's a returning to American values, really. So anyway, that's a little bit off subject for what I wanted to talk about today. But I just wanted to go through and talk a little bit about the Jeffrey Epstein thing. Because while, yes, I think it is appropriate to celebrate the removal of one more pedophile from the world, um, I think it is also appropriate to mourn the tragedy of the lost information that really, really bad people may, and hopefully not, but may go unpunished due to the loss of that information. That That's tragic. Regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, regardless of your politics, regardless of what you believe about sexuality or any of that, that's tragic. Bad people who have done bad things may go scot-free because Jeffrey Epstein is no longer a part of the picture. And that's really, really too bad. So with that, we are out of time, and I will see you all next week. I'm Brad Schmidt. This has been the Schmidt Show Podcast.